football on off the ball. Some people's missed is far more red than others. Yeah, shout out to Benny anyway. It might not have been him, but he's definitely someone that you'd have to try and follow along with. But his red mist was a lot thicker than others anyway. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball. Welcome to Tuesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack and on the way, Leinster suffer yet another injury as Josh van der Fleer opens up an Ireland's World Cup exit and his return to action this week. Ulster reveal the extent of Ethan McElroy's injury and the WRU apologises as an independent review says a racist, sexist and homophobic culture in the union was not challenged. First up today, Leinster's Tommy O'Brien is at risk of missing their upcoming URC interpros with Munster and Connacht. It was revealed today that the versatile back suffered an ankle injury in Sunday's win away to the Dragons and he's facing a number of weeks out as a result. O'Brien was replaced by Rob Russell just two minutes into the second half at Rodney Parade. Scrum half Cormac Foley sustained a shoulder problem in that game and he'll be assessed ahead of this week's visit of the Scarlets. Michael Milne is increasing his training load this week as he works his way back from a shoulder injury of his own. Leinster head coach Leo Cullen said on Sunday that more of the province's Irish stars will likely return to action this weekend. One of them is Josh van der Fleer, and he spoke to Off the Balls Ashling O'Reilly today about that World Cup disappointment. Just in terms of the disappointment, it can't have been easy to come to terms with it. What has it been like for the last month for you? Um, yeah, the first week was uh, I find very tough now. Um, as I said, you kind of play through the mistakes in your head. Um, but I'd always try and come back to that I, building up to the game, I kind of felt I did everything I could have, did, felt I'd prepared the right way. And um, there's always things you could say I could have done that better or whatever, but um, you kind of look back on that, prepared as well as I could, didn't go our way or my way or whatever. And you have to move on uh, move on from, from that, I guess. Um, but it, it is, it's, Certainly tricky um, after any of those those times. I mean, coming back to to Ireland, or the, um, we got we three weeks off. Most of us had three weeks off. Um, so the first week you, you arrive home and there's obviously the buzz of the World Cup and everything that comes with that. And all of a sudden you're, you're just back to normality. You have nothing, nothing on. Um, no training schedule. You're used to having a schedule for everything we've done pretty much for the last, for the four months, three, four months before that. And all of a sudden you have a week and no plans, nothing, nothing to do. You don't really want to talk to too many people just because they want to talk about the game. And so that was tough enough. And then um, I suppose uh, once the World Cup was over, then it kind of, it was like a line in the sand almost. And you're kind of, that's over. You're not, you're not jealous of anyone or kind of thinking, oh, we could be in the final this week. It was finished for everyone, no matter whether we won it or not, it was over. So I think that was a nice uh, a nice feeling. And then I suppose after that, maybe a week, week and a half, just felt really excited then to get to get back back playing with Leinster. And um, certainly the last week we were off, I was just itching to get back in. Um, and yeah, really excited to be to be back in the swing of training now with Leinster and back home here, yeah. Ulster have revealed that Ethan McElroy suffered a facial fracture and concussion in their win over Munster on Friday night. The fullback sustained the injury early in the first half and required treatment at Belfast's Royal Victoria Hospital. Munster wing Shane Daly was yellow carded for the tackle at the time, but Ulster head coach Dan McFarlane later absolved him of any maliciousness. The chair of the Welsh Rugby Union has apologised after an independent review found elements of the union 
were sexist, misogynistic, racist and homophobic and not properly challenged. Richard Collier Keywood says they've committed to ensuring that the 36 recommendations within the port are actioned. The report was commissioned by the WRU itself following a BBC Wales investigation earlier this year into allegations stemming from the union. The report claims that the work environment had elements of bullying and discrimination and was experienced as toxic by some employees. An unnamed WRU director is quoted in the same report as saying the board is both frightened of what they had to do and unaware of what they had to do. If I had to ask the right question, I don't know what to do with the answer so it's much better not to ask the question said the person Among the 36 recommendations are the appointment of an oversight body continued reform to the board and increasing investment in the women's game Incoming CEO Abby Tierney said in a statement this evening Of course as leaders of the organisation we will all wholeheartedly condemn the attitudes and issues described but we are equally aware that our response needs to be greater than this We will implement all of the recommendations the independent review panel has made My colleagues have committed to doing this and I commit to doing this too but we will go deeper than this We will take what the review has found to heart and not only fix the issues identified but also build a culture and values that we all can be proud of The New South Wales Waratahs have become the first Australian Super Rugby Club to commit to new centralisation plans in the country Rugby Australia wants to follow in the footsteps of Ireland operating a joined-up system to develop players in the country. New South Wales Rugby Union CEO Paul Dern says that meaningful reform is long overdue and while hoping all Super Rugby clubs will follow our lead as we push forward on an aligned Australian rugby ecosystem. The Waratahs were reportedly one of the easier to convince franchises and it's reported that relations are warming on the other end of the scale. The Canberra Times report that the city's Brumbies are to meet with Rugby Australia in the coming days. While being comfortable with a centralised rugby programme, the Brumbies have been unwilling so far to relinquish control of their off-field operations. The Queensland Reds also remain among the centralisation naysayers, but Rugby Australia CEO hopes that the Melbourne Rebels and Western Force will be the next dominoes to fall. Finally, a Toulouse Court of Appeal judge has recommended an eight-month suspended sentence for France and Montpellier lock Bastien Chalereau. The 31-year-old was part of the France World Cup squad despite having this court case pending. Chalereau had originally been given a six-month suspended term for a racially motivated attack in 2020. The player had admitted to attacking two other rugby players but denied that there was a racial element to the incident. Chalereau continues to maintain his innocence in that regard but the judge today told the appeal court that the complaint Complainants spoke of undeniably racist remarks. A decision on the judge's recommended sentence is due to be made on January 24th. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to keep this podcast coming at you Monday to Friday free of charge. My name is Richie McCormick. And just a heads up, if music's your thing, I will be presenting the Tom Dunn Show all this week. That's Monday to Thursday, 10pm to midnight on News Talk. And if not, sure I'll talk to you here tomorrow at the same time. Till then, thanks for listening.